This is Taking Care in Business, a podcast that dives into the topic of corporate social responsibility from many different perspectives. Host Kathy Pedrotti Hayes is an expert in CSR and philanthropic giving, and her co-host, Vicki Bolson, is the founder and CEO of Bolson Group, a unified marketing company that was also the first B Corp certified company in Indiana. Kathy and Vicki became friends and equally passionate about CSR when they first worked together several years ago. Join them as they talk about why it is always worthwhile to take care in business. This season's podcast is brought to you by Sexton's Creek Productions, an independent design agency offering video production, audio production, web development, digital media design, and much more. They believe in pushing creative boundaries to achieve excellence and taking a unique, collaborative approach to every project. They believe brand equals reputation, and that businesses with the best brands are those who develop a bond of trust and shared values with their audience. It can be a real struggle for businesses to gain the trust of their audience when they can't represent themselves accurately or consistently. That's why Sexton's Creek Productions was created, to help businesses communicate in an authentic and consistent manner. Learn more about building trust with an audience by visiting sextonscreekproductions.com. Hey, Kathy. Hey, how's it going today? I'm pretty good. Yeah? I burnt my tongue on the way in. You did? Uh-huh. Well, I'm feeling very full. Really? Why? Well, this weekend, Ethan has on this kick about making cakes and baking. Oh. And so he has been going over to our friend Carrie's house with her daughters and making these cakes. So I have had like oh, no. cake, cake, cake. <laughs> yes. And my favorite one to date, chocolate cake. Oh, stop. It was so good. Yeah, with a buttercream frosty. Oh. It was delicious. I don't usually, I don't bake. I make buckeyes. That's chocolate. You Have do. you ever had those? You the make them at Christmas. The little peanut butter balls yeah. that you dip in the chocolate. You always give them out at Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, well, it's sort of apropos because today we have, we have a guest talking about chocolate. So mm-hmm. um, I think all chocolate makes a difference, but our next guest, Brenda Barniki of uh, Bellafina Chocolate, really makes a dif- difference. Um, Brenda is the founder and president of Bellafina Chocolates. Their company, which manufactures premium chocolates, was created with the sole purpose of helping vulnerable children. All net prospects. Uh, I'm sorry, proceeds after expenses are directed to charities helping children threatened by disease, poverty, abuse, or neglect. Brenda founded the company in her spare time, right? Like you're going to found a company (laughs) in your spare time. When she was a vice president of a Fortune 500 industrial company. Quickly, even as a hobby, she raised several thousand dollars to benefit children. At that point, she knew she was on to something. Nine years later, she's dedicated full-time to Bellafina, and it's really going strong. Um, in addition to raising money for support, she, uh, she's also using her business as a force for good as she has started hiring underemployed women and has a network of volunteers serve as mentors for women as they enter or reenter the workforce. And I met Brenda last year at Newman's Own um, as part of the 100 percenter movement. So she's been around a lot longer than I have in that group. Mm-hmm. And um, she was just lovely. I, I learned a lot from her, uh, about her and from her and about her company. So I'm really excited to have her on the show today. Welcome, Brenda. Thank you. 
appreciate having me on. Yeah. So, so how did you get involved with chocolate? Why, why, why was the medium chocolate? Well, I have been obsessed with chocolate my entire life um, and had actually been making um, gourmet chocolate truffles for friends and family for Christmas probably for 15 years or so before I decided to actually turn it into a business. And I kept having people say, oh, my goodness, you should, you should sell these and make a business out of it. And, of course, I said, why would I do that? I have a great job. I don't need to start a new business. But, right. So that's how the chocolate um, came about. Well, what I think is interesting, too, is you are a total volunteer, right? You don't take a salary. That's correct. I've never taken a salary um, or any profit out of the company since we started it. And and really, until we started creating some positions for the underemployed women that you mentioned, mm-hmm. um, until we started doing that, literally everybody inside the company was a volunteer. And that is still true for the majority of the people that work here. So how did you come to um, start the program with underemployed women? So it it seems to me that was sort of a progression from where you started initially. Yeah, that's exactly right. So where we started initially was strictly making chocolate, donating 100% of the proceeds to children's charities. And like you said, these are are threatened children. It's not really... um, just sort of the school sports teams. It's kids who are being abused or kids who are fighting cancer or orphans, that kind of thing. Um, And that was the initial mission. Um, And as I said, we started with volunteers. But I always felt that if the company ever grew to the point where I could afford some paid staff, I wanted to use those positions for women who were struggling and needed a leg up. Um, And so it kind of evolved to offering those paid positions to women who are either in recovery, women who have been incarcerated and are having trouble finding a job, um, single mothers, especially teenage single mothers, women who have survived domestic violence situations and are trying to get themselves established and independent, that sort of thing. How do you um, how do you sell the Bella Fina chocolate? Do you partner with organizations? Do people purchase it online? How does that work? Yeah, so several ways. So, um, of course, our our primary product line is gourmet chocolate truffles. We also have some um, chocolate bars and chocolate-covered dried fruits and nuts and things like that. Um, But a lot of our business is actually um, both personal gifts but also customized chocolates that corporations use as corporate gifts. Um, So because of that, um, of course, we have uh, a lot of customers that come on the website and order that way. It's bellafina.com. But then we also reach out directly to companies. Um, Companies are usually giving gifts anyway. They're, you know, buying something from China or whatever to to say thank you to their customers. Um, And so we reach out to companies directly and suggest that we can customize both the packaging as well as the truffles themselves with the company logo. We can ship directly to customers. We include a little uh, personalized card and so on. Um, And so that's probably 50% or more of our business. Um, And then the other way that we reach new customers is actually working directly with the charities to do fundraisers. So we allow um, charities that fit our mission, no matter where they are in the U.S., 
we allow them to reach out to their network of supporters and local businesses and so on. And any new corporate gift clients that they identify for us, um, we will donate 100% of the profits to their charity. Um, and that's true not just on the initial order, but perpetually. Um, so we take all the orders and fill the orders and take the money and all of that. Um, all, the, all the charities have to do is just introduce us. And then as that company reorders from year to year to year, um, we will just automatically send that charity a check equivalent to all the profits from their, from their order. Sounds like a great deal for them. That's great. Yeah, yeah. the win-win all the way around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, you know, so many of the nonprofits that we talk to or that, um, that, you know, that I work with, they talk about how we know we can't solve the problem that we're, you know, the, uh, that's part of our mission. We need the help of corporations. We need their money. So this is one way to tap into that. But um, in a such a win-win way, you know, because you're right, they are tr- giving Christmas gifts to their you know, employees or their vendors or, you know, whatever. So I love that. Yeah, it's a way that a company can kind of deepen their corporate social responsibility without actually increasing their costs. Because, mm-hmm. as you said, they're already they're already buying something um, mm-hmm. as thank you gifts for their companies, mo- or for their customers. Most companies are. Mm-hmm. Um, but by being thoughtful about where they source those gifts, they can also affect affect social change and, and do good in the world. And in this case, contribute directly to a children's charity that is meaningful for them and for their community and their customers. Absolutely. So, Brenda, how did you find out or, or how did you get the inspiration to be a 100 percenter? Well, it was actually um, it, it was actually designed into to my business model from the beginning before I ever knew mm. Well, and even before Newman Sohn had thought about um, putting this 100%er group together, um, you know, for me, um, it started as, look, I've got this great job. I had no intention of leaving it. This is just a hobby that I can do in the evening and a way to give back that's a little more tangible than writing a check. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why this little company, which was never supposed to grow into anything very big, <laughs> um, was dedicated to donating 100% of its profits from day one. And that's true every product, every day, forever. Um, it's not just it's sort of a marketing thing. It is it is a commitment to to create this company solely for the purpose of, of benefiting the children's charities. Um, and then the interesting thing was that probably, oh, I don't know, three or four years into it, and we were still very small, um, Newman's Own actually kind of mounted a search for companies that give 100% of their profits to charity. Mm-hmm. They did not find very many, um, but they found some, and amazingly, they found us. Um, and so that's kind of how we got involved with with that group. And it's been a great um, networking group and kind of sharing experiences and, and ideas and, and help. Um, so it's been a, a great support group. Yeah, I agree. Um, what do you think are some of the biggest lessons you've learned in terms of running Bellafina? And how is it different than maybe when when you started it to where it is today? Obviously a lot bigger. 
but um, what are some kind of high-level learnings that you've had? Yeah, so I would say, um, for me, it, the the growth was um, was steady, but but slower than I had sort of imagined it would be. Um, and in here, I'm talking about when I got a couple years into it. Um, at that point, um, there was actually a restructuring in my in my company. Um, mm-hmm. Was initially intending to get another big job, of course, and. Um, but ultimately decided that I really felt called to to kind of stay with and dedicate myself full time to grow in this company more aggressively, um, not as a hobby, but as a as a full business. And I was dedicating my full time effort to it. And um, the the growth at, from that point on has been really solid and steady. And you know we've probably grown on the order of 50% per year, year over wow. year, every year. Wow, that's great. But I just had in my mind that it was just going to explode and take off. Um, and um, although we're on sort of a traditional kind of S-curve with our with our growth, um, it, it takes longer than sometimes you imagine it might. So that, that was a key learning for me. Um, and then also each stage of growth, um, just like any other company, um, has sort of a different set of challenges. Um, you know, in the early stages, it's much more about product development and and market development, and kind of finding your finding finding your niche and your your customer offering. Um, and then, as you grow, you have um, issues that come up around investing in automation and equipment and um, more personnel and and the issues that come with that and so on. Um, but all of those lessons are just very much like any other startup. Um, Aspiration. Very different from my corporate career, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially when now you're the decision maker, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and you know that's actually what I had done in my previous career was run run businesses for them. But oh. it's different when you're um, when you're running business inside of the context of a large corporation where you have an HR department right. and a legal department mm-hmm. and an accounting department and all that. Um, versus as a startup, especially one that's trying to preserve as much of the cash flow for those charities as possible, you know, you're kind of it. And there isn't big budgets to outsource a lot of those things. And so you, you know, you learn how to do payroll and how to do your own taxes and accounting and all of that. Um, it's been it's been kind of exciting and fun to learn all of those skills. <laughs> yeah. I bet. Well, you had said that you thought, um, I, I can't remember your exact wording, but I thought it was going to take off and um, it's been, you know, building 50% year over year, but what aspirationally are your goals? Yeah, so um, so we have a goal to um, be able to write million-dollar checks to charities, and that's plural. I want to be able to write several million-dollar checks per year per you know to the charities. Um, and I would also like the company to grow to the point where it can afford um, a core staff that can be um, consistent and uh, basically run the company after I'm gone. Um, and I really hope that some of the women that we're hiring on our program now will actually be able to grow into positions where they are leading the company. Um, 
So that would be my ultimate goal is that, that by the time I officially retire and step away from the company that um, that it's being it's being carried forward perpetually by women who needed somebody to take a chance on them. We gave them a chance and they grew into these amazing, talented women that can run this company. One of the questions we always ask Brenda, our guests, is um, what advice would you give to other companies maybe in, who are interested in either um, developing or growing their corporate social responsibility programming? Yeah, so um, I guess from my perspective, um, corporate social responsibility is not just sort of a bolt-on program. Um, I mean, it can be mm-hmm. where where it's it's really about what donations you're making back to the community and so on. But in my mind, um, where the best corporate social responsibility programs are where um, those values are embedded all the way through the company. Um, now, I recognize that a lot of companies are not in a position to kind of go to the extreme that Bellafina Chocolates has. You know, you can't, most companies cannot be run by volunteers and donate 100% of their profits to charity. Um, but every company can think through how does my procurement reflect the values that I want to have in my corporate social responsibility, just like we were talking about something as simple as the corporate gifts, mm-hmm. but also you know, raw materials and, and the other things that a company buys, thinking about where those come from and is there a way to use those dollars to also affect some of that change? And then add other things in, um, you know, volunteer time that the that your employees can take to, to again, kind of reinforce that culture and those values. Because I believe that a company that's doing a very sincere job of it and it's embedded throughout their, throughout their company and their culture, I feel like... Um, their staff is going to be so much more motivated. It's going to be a much more genuine kind of effort, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now she's making me crave chocolate. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I'm like, oh, a little piece of chocolate would be so good right now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, Brenda, can you tell our listeners um, where they can get more information about Bellafina chocolates and maybe make some purchases and all of yes. that? Absolutely. So um, they can go on our website at bellafina.com. You can order online there, but also can learn more about the charities that we support as well as the different products and so on. Um, Also, uh, for companies who are interested in um, using us for their corporate gifts, they can go online, but also um, if you want to drop me an email directly, um, my email address is admin, A-D-M-I-N, at bellafinachocolates.com with an S on the end. Um, and we would be happy to set you up um, and get your artwork in place to put the logo on the packaging as well as the truffles. Um, and it would really be helping us to spread the word um, because we don't do paid advertising. So our business grows solely by word of mouth and by reaching new uh, corporate clients. So um it would be amazing um, for a few of your listeners to um, consider us for their gifts. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. All right. Well, we really enjoyed talking with you, and we wish you the best of luck uh, in the 
you know, coming years, I mean, uh, hopefully you can reach this million dollar goal because so many people would be benefited by it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Brenda. And thank you for having me on and helping us spread the word. I appreciate it very much. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Care. Bye-bye. Let's give a big thank you to Matthew Sosi, our podcast engineer. You can visit the Taking Care in Business website at takingcareinbusiness.com. Or just visit us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Taking Care in Biz. That's Taking Care in B-I-Z. If you have questions or comments, you can email us at any time at info at takingcareinbusiness.com. Thank you for joining us today, and until next time, take Take care care in business. Season's podcast is brought to you by Sexton's Creek Productions, an independent design agency offering video production, audio production, web development, digital media design, and much more. They believe in pushing creative boundaries to achieve excellence and taking a unique, collaborative approach to every project. They believe brand equals reputation and that businesses with the best brands are those who develop a bond of trust and shared values with their audience. It can be a real struggle for businesses to gain the trust of their audience when they can't represent themselves accurately or consistently. That's why Sexton's Creek Productions was created, to help businesses communicate in an authentic and consistent manner. Learn more about building trust with an audience by visiting sextonscreekproductions.com.